Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, our recap of this week's epic Tom Petty show. Ah, yes. And with me, he's my refugee of love. Times pop music critic Sean Daly. Uh, even the losers get to host a podcast now and then. How you doing, buddy? I've been raised on promises. That's <laughs> oh, all I can man. say. Let's just shoehorn as many Tom Petty references as we can in the first two minutes. Uh, speaking How of you sh- feeling? We're a little tired today. I'm really tired. Uh, we were at the uh, Tom Petty show at the St. Pete Times Forum last night. Three-hour show. Was it a three-hour show? It was a two-hour show. Just seemed like a three-hour show. He was no. I'll tell you that Steve Winwood opened. It was an hour, and then Tom Petty p- played two of the most blistering hours of rock and roll I've seen in that joint. Awesome. I slept the sleep of mummies last night. Afterwards, I could. I was so tired. I dreamt an entire screenplay for an '80s movie in my head, complete with a complete original soundtrack. That I was still singing in the shower this morning when I woke up, and now totally gone. Can you remember what you were singing in the shower? No, nothing. Totally. I, I, was, I was this close to riches and fame. What was the screenplay about? I don't know. It was like a high school movie, and I think uh, it started like a young Sean Daly on the verge <laughs> of manhood, and, and I remember it had a great soundtrack, and I remember waking up going, this is great. All I have to do is like keep this in my head for 10 more minutes. I write it down. And I can quit this lousy job. Would you have thanked and, Tom and, Petty yeah. in some way? I would have had him star in every movie since he considers himself uh, an actor of sorts. He is, yeah. But but let's talk more about last night's show. Unbelievable. I Unbelievable admit, show. Best show I've seen this year. Probably the best show I've seen in five years. Better than Bon Jovi? <laughs> uh, you and a mouth organ would be better than Bon Jovi. <laughs> a mouth organ? I, I don't like the way you're glaring at me. No, no. Uh, amazing show. I had to work it. I had to work this show last night. Uh, hopefully many, a lot of people read my review on TampaBay.com and then the St. Pete Times. Uh, I, of course, gushed over it. Uh, but you and I, you got to you got to have fun. You had two women on your arm per usual, not one, because you got to have two and rub it in to, to me, the family man. And you're like the swinging Steve Spears, the Bachelor. Yeah, you were unbelievable with those babes, Cat and Jen. Cat and Jen, call me. We spent. Uh, and I heard some of what you guys were talking hours. about. It was like boom from the start. You guys sit down, and I'm pretty sure I I heard the word. Dildo? <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. We just have a buzzing noise whenever I say it. <laughs> You're unbelievable, Spears. How'd you uh, reel these two in? I, I, I fell into this concert. I wasn't planning on going at all. In fact, I, if anything, I was going to plan on going and hanging out with you and helping you do your review. 
But uh, then uh, my friend Jen, who uh, hates me, who hates you, uh, had an extra ticket, invited me along, and so I got to have the night off and enjoy the show. Did we pinpoint her reason why she hates me? She thinks I'm high maintenance. You're high maintenance. Who would think I was high maintenance? I'm low maintenance, baby. You're the worst kind. You're high maintenance, but you think you're low maintenance. I'm like Mr. Goodwrench. How could Sean Daly be high maintenance? Asks the man <laughs> who spends eight hours a week editing this podcast together after your uh, many faux pas. <laughs> anyway, so I have to, you know, I'm a, I'm a nervous wreck. What am I like on writing days? I'm not I'm not fun, am I? You're manic. You're uh, you flip flop between uh, moods, kind of like I do before a podcast, right? And after a podcast, you're like, I don't know. I don't pretty feel much good. for the entire. I week. don't feel good about tonight. I don't feel good. And then, this is that what I say? Really? Yeah. You're like, I'm not so sure how tonight's gonna gonna play down. And then, <laughs> and then that's the worst line ever. And then you're like, and then you're like, what time are you gonna pick me up? Four or seven or three? Or one, whatever. So, because I, you know, I take my job seriously, you know, and I'm jacked up. You guys are drinking. There's like Bacardi girls, like bosomy Bacardi girls, are coming by your table. Woo, Spearsy, take another shot, Spearsy, my limon. <laughs> and you guys are like, woo, K- Jen, Cat, Spears, woo, big like Spears sandwich. There's and much I'm, frivolity, and I'm sitting there sipping on a Gatorade like a pud. Yeah. But then I killed it. You liked my review, didn't you? It's a great review. Yeah. I love the fact show. that, and what's important to mention to a lot of people who don't know Tom Petty real well was Tom Petty grew up in Gainesville, Florida, where I went to school. Yes. And, uh, but moved away. So he's, although he is considered to be a Florida boy, he, he hightailed it to LA early in his career, did he not? Yeah, before all his fame, right? He was in, uh, maybe some people know his latest album is Mud Crutch, which was his pre Heartbreakers band in Gainesville. And I guess Mud Crutch played up and down University Avenue in Gainesville, where the sure. University of Florida is. Yeah, 13th Street. Yeah. yeah, sure. And you have been, like, Petty was famous for playing a place in the University of Florida called Dubs. Dubs. D-U-B-S. And you have been to Dubs. I have been but to But you Dubs. never saw Petty. For the record, you never saw Petty no, play. No, Petty was long gone by the time I got to to University of Florida in 85. But but Dubs was still around. It's not it was, anymore. Was it Dive? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a slick roadhouse. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many uh, 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. Way off the beaten path, but very nice. But uh, back in the mid-'80s, they were well-known for miniskirt night every Thursday. So what? Miniskirts? Big deal. Well, that's what I thought, too. But back then, uh, I had a mustache. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. And a fake ID. So um the freshman Did the fake ID have a mustache too? It did. It did. I found a fake somebody... mustache? No, it had it's a like re... some guy from Istanbul, but it's No, it was a, a guy in my mustache. hallway and I I paid him ten bucks for him to lose his ID. So I had it. So as long as I had did a you guys mustache... look at all alike? Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But uh Dubs had miniskirt night every Thursday night and quarter beers or some drink special like that. And uh my roommate, Greg from Brandon, drags me to uh dubs he's like oh it's miniskirt night we'll have a good time and uh the place is packed with like 300 uf horny guys so much so that we're sitting on the floor in the bar there's there's no there's no other tables and nowhere to stand we're sitting on the bar floor which is never a good idea that's disgusting it's, it's, it's barf and peanut shells yeah, and urine other much, like your, fluids. much yeah. like your apartment much like my bathroom <laughs> and uh the uh so the miniskirt contest starts, and they're like, now introducing, you know, 
19 years old, from uh, Clearwater, Florida. She's a sophomore majoring in sociology. Please welcome Wendy. So Wendy walks out on the floor. She's got a miniskirt on. I'm like, big effing deal. Right. Music starts. It's like a hot for the teacher video. Boom. I mean, she rips off her shirt. Bazooms? Bazooms. Bare bazooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two seconds into it. You know, and then uh, 30 more seconds into it, miniskirt completely gone. You wonder, why did Petty ever leave? <laughs> yeah, why, what does L.A. have? <laughs> yeah, the doves didn't. The, and uh, so bazooms and, and so miniskirts didn't even stay on for yeah, it was, long. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a guise to, to just get in there and have strippers come in basically and compete for a $500 price. And so that's the way it goes all night. So literally all night, it's just it's, it's women wearing thongs. And you're on the floor watching all this like a, like a groundling. Like, yeah, they come up and like kind of grind up against you for a second. And you're like, <laughs> no kidding. So it was fun. So that, that's my Dubs experience. Dubs is gone, sadly. But uh, really, Dubs is no more. It's the building still is there, but uh, that's it. It's just like this abandoned warehouse. Now. If like a huge Tom Petty fan wanted to go to Gainesville, do, uh, do they have any Tom Petty stuff around there? Or? You'd be hard pressed to find it. Really, like no bar now lays claim. Maybe no, to Petty. that was really it. I mean, he Gainesville has changed a lot over the last twenty or thirty years. I don't. I bet Tom Petty got the key to the city back in two thousand three. Really? Oh, that's cool. And, uh, you know, even when I was there, I don't think he ever played Gainesville when I was – the four years that I was there. He does play it every once in a while. But we claim the great state of Florida, the Sunshine State, claims Tom Petty as our own, right? Yeah. Do you think that's right? Sure, why not? I mean, he grew and, up here. And, you, and, and my whole premise of my story was that there, even though Petty's an L.A. guy, and he has been for three or four decades, there's something special about a Florida concert, right? Wasn't there a special buzz in the air last night? Yeah, I mean, there's. It's like when Jimmy Buffett comes to town. I've never seen a Jimmy Buffett show. He remains on my list of bands I've yet to see. But, but um, when, when one of our own comes back, I say that because I'm a native Floridian. Uh, there's a special love, and I mean, he, he even drops the name Florida. You you heard what happened? Oh, Every time yeah, he says yeah. Florida, the the, cl- the crowd yeah, I wrote goes, about the goes one. nuts. And what uh, did he say? Like he with this big smirk and things at the beginning. He's like, "So we're back in Florida again." The place just went. Hair pulling batshit. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I got tingly. <laughs> it was really sweet. There was one moment Steve and I didn't sit together. I have to, you know, I'm up in the press box and I run down and I I see part of the the show from my uh, seat on the floor, and then uh, you know I run back up to the press box. So you and I were kind of separated, like Bob and Doug McKenzie and Strange Brew. But at one point you text me and you're like, "Stand up so I can see you," and I stand up and I just kind of turn around and it was like the natural where Roy Hobbs yeah. sees the woman in white. It was really <laughs> freaky that you were wearing the same hat that Glenn Close was wearing too. I didn't see that coming. But it was really sweet. We just kind of gave each other this goofy grin. You know, yeah. that was nice. I was mocked by the two women I was with for texting you like that. They thought I was, that was kind of a pansy move well, on my part. It's not like you did it over and over again. It was sweet. Yeah. I'm I, I had better saying. seats than you. You did. So. have slightly better seats than I you I thought did. you guys were going to have better than me, but it went the other way. No, it was fine. Anyway, yeah. Petty's uh, set list was phenomenal. He opened with You Wreck Me. I love that song. Yeah, you wreck me, baby. Yeah, you wreck me in two. But you move me, honey. Yes, you do. Fantastic song to open up with. And I totally forget. It's not even an 80s song. It's not an 80s song from 1994's Wildflowers. And it wasn't even a hit. And yet, when he opened with it, I think every friggin' person in, you know, they got about 16,000, 17,000 there last night. Everyone knew it and just went bonkers. Yeah. It has that signature, uh, Petty, the jangle, you know, that the jangly guitar, which is also Birdsian guitar. But uh, it was just awesome. I and like- then he went to uh, ran into Listen to Her Heart. 
Yeah. I won't back down. Now, the star of the show for me was Mike Campbell, who is his guitarist. And I don't want to get too wonky on you, but I don't know if I've ever seen, and I'm serious about this. I've seen Prince, I've seen Clapton, and those guys were great. But I don't know if I've ever seen uh, such a, a single-handedly brilliant guitar performance as Mike Campbell's last night. If there's one song that kind of really he had a chance to show off for, what, what would you say it was? Uh, there's a couple actually. I have to go with a couple. One, there's a, a newer song called "Saving Grace," which I never really like. A couple albums ago, was never super crazy about it. Um, off the uh, album "Highway Companion," and uh, live. Good lord, the last three minutes was just this searing, like air siren guitar by Campbell that just kind of like pierces your brain, but in an amazing way, a great way. And then when uh, Don't Come Around Here No More breaks down, it's trippy, and they had the strobes, and when the, that song just goes nuts, and the strobes start flickering, and Campbell's just like, wee, wee. I loved it. Yeah, this, uh, this is the scene we're talking about right here. The strobe lights killed me. Here I am. I'm like whacked out of my mind on Jack Daniels. I got to ask. Suddenly the, uh, and suddenly the strobe lights kick in, uh, and uh, that, that kind of flipped me out, I got to tell you. Really? A little bit. You could slowly see the strobing hands of the girls going to, to probe your naughty bits. <laughs> so after I left, fruit. I hung out with the spear sandwich for a while, and after I left, it just took off, didn't it? You guys started partying like crazy. Yeah, we actually did kind of kick it in. We didn't want to drink too much in front of you because... Oh, you know... Uh, now I feel like it's a pity party for me. It was kind of a pity party because you, you couldn't drink, so I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, this Jack Daniels tastes so good going down. <laughs> feels so good on my lips. So there's no way I was going to drink. I just I was going to nurse my beer in front of you and be respectful. Were you grinding? I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> That's your new sound. It's like on the last three episodes of this friggin' podcast. It's, Especially the last one. No, it was fun. We had a good time. Somebody I mean, was free falling down your pants. Free balling down my pants. <laughs> free balling. Oh, what my. was your favorite song last night? I gotta admit, I'm I, I'm not ashamed to admit. Sort of started to cry during "Into the Line." Oh God! You can sit around and wait for the phone to ring, waiting for someone to tell you everything. Sit around and wonder what tomorrow will bring. Maybe a diamond ring. Oh yeah, I I was I was up in the press box for that. I had just gone back up, and I just like, yeah, you know, I was writing. I just stopped, walked away from my computer. I stood up there and listened to it, you know. And I wrote like it was kind of like this heavenly wink to, you know, obviously George Harrison, Roy Orbison from the greatest supergroup ever, the Traveling Wilburys. Bullshit. Uh- it was you, you almost cried at the end of the line. Yeah, I, did I you did. not? Let's break yeah, this down. Yeah, there was something about it. I don't know what it was, and I felt I felt bad, like I was betraying Asia by crying during <laughs> Into the Line. 
was betraying Asia. I was. I was like, and then you still get tons of chicks. But uh, no, I I did. And like I I had to like kind of do it sort of. I could I could feel the tears starting to well, and I'm like, oh, please don't let anybody see me. So neither well, neither Cat nor Jen saw it. So they're too busy, you know, burying their face in your chest hair. <laughs> There's plenty of chest hair to The life of Riley Spears. I'm sick of this. Uh, Anyway, my favorite song. (laughs) I mean, the the entire set list was unbelievable. And uh, but I think one of my favorite songs, even though it was one of your least favorite, even though you liked it, was uh, "Honey Bee," also from Wildflowers. And let me tell you why I liked "Honey Bee" so much. So a couple weeks ago, there's kind of a going away party for one of my pals in the hood. And we go to lots of fun, different establishments, one of which was a gentleman's club called Diamond Dolls. I went there against my will, Spears. I'm not into that sort of thing. But I had a few drinks, and so I go into this fine place, and it's clean. And there's a young woman on stage, and she happens to be dancing to a little song called Honey Bee. And I think I'm really cool, and so I saunter out there. I'm like, hey. I love that song. You know what album that's from? And she's like, oh, just throw me a dollar and shut the hell up, Patty. I'm like, I'm, I know all about music because I'm a music critic. You know, she's like, oh, God. This is like the eighth music critic we've had tonight, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so when I came to, I made a, like a little private joke to myself. When I was writing last night, I'd said, Honeybee had a sinister stripper pole grind. With Ben Montench adding a slinky piano line. So the stripper pole grind, that was a little inside joke to me. That's how I roll, Spearsy. When you say hood, by the way, let's be clear that you live in the most white bread wonder. I have a nice uh, neighborhood. You have a very nice neighborhood. Calling it the hood is just ridiculous. Uh, Well, you know, at night it can get a little dangerous with all the possums. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked Honeybee. But the the whole set was great. Refugee was amazing. Uh, Learning to fly. We both wrote about that, uh, about how he did a real acoustic version, very gentle version of that, Wistful. That was beautiful. It was amazing. If and it a, sounded great. It was great. Uh, normally, when you see the big arena shows, sounds not so good. Bon Jovi's sound was awful, I thought. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, Winwood's sound was good. Steve Winwood opened. Yeah, you enjoyed that, too. Yeah. The, uh, but, but when um, Tom Petty hit the stage, no, he could do no wrong. The only thing, if I have to, if I have to um, complain about anything, such a contrarian. No, not a contrarian. Just always in search of perfection, my friend. The uh, a couple more songs. I would like to have heard the waiting. I would like to have heard uh, what else? Would I would like to have heard. I would like to have heard. Here comes my girl. Uh, I would have even liked to see him. Uh, I would like to hear. You got lucky. Best MTV video ever from the early days, I say. Let's see. What was... You know, he did so much good stuff. Um, Rebels, I love. Dogs on the Run, I love. Um, Spike, which he's been doing in concert. I love Spike. did not do it in But I don't think that would have played well in like a giant arena. No, no. In a club, maybe. At Dubs, maybe on uh, miniskirt night. Free Girl Now. I'm the only man who still likes Free Girl Now. You're jamming me. You're jamming me. 
It was a great show. I hope this is not his last tour. There's some rumors that maybe he's going to hang it up. You know what? I haven't even heard those rumors. Maybe I think you me. started them, so you get blog hits. I'm tired of you and your blog. It so, was a great night. I'm sorry I couldn't spend it with you, though. That's okay. We'll get it, we'll get it next time around. You'll be there for the Journey show. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a snippet of a song from the 80s. If you can name it, uh, not much is going to happen to you. We have no prizes left? Well, we're out of Funyuns. Although I can go buy some. Your intern should have bought some for us. <laughs> yeah, we should have sent the intern Why didn't out you for send her? God, you finally get an intern, and what and what, what good comes of it? None. I should have tortured the intern by sending her out for those like wasabi Funyuns. And don't come back until you have wasabi Funyuns. <laughs> we get asked about those all the time. They're not available down here. So. By the way, my intern was great. And thanks to everybody who, uh, who was nice to her on the blog. Very yeah, smart she was a woman who will be taking my job in about... Three weeks. <laughs> Three weeks, exactly. Pay attention. Here was last week's 80s tune. That, of course, the brilliant Belinda Carlisle. I love I that get song. Weak. Week too. Just thinking about B. I call her B. B, do you? I call her Miss Carlisle. And uh, I'll be seeing her in, what, two weeks? God damn. Where is she on the bill at that regeneration tour um, in Las Vegas? I want to say she's second only to Human League. Ahead of ABC. Maybe. How's that for like an intro? Second only to Human League. <laughs> what? You mock this. Second only to an amoeba. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> the Human League is great. <laughs> Don't squint your eyebrows at me. They oh, are great. Oh, man. We had, I had yet another chance to, inter- to interview Belinda the other day, and it, she's always only available like at 2 in the morning and ridiculous times she's like so that. She's so hot. Sexiest onstage dance. I am so hoping for that butts-out hug in Vegas backstage. What's the butts-out hug? The butts-out hug, you know, where you go to hug someone, but you kind of keep your butt still away because you don't really want to commit to the full embrace. I've never heard of that. Nah, I like to go butt in. <laughs> I bet you do, big boy. <laughs> anyway, here's some of the winners from last week, some of the people who got it Let right. Let who won this. Greg Sargent of Salem, Illinois. John B. of Redondo Beach, California. Zombie Man. Anibal Rodriguez. A-Rod. Yeah. Willie Clucky of Seattle. That's a new name. Wiley Clucky. I like that. Wiley reminds me from Wiley of Side Out, the great uh, <laughs> volleyball movie with uh, C. Thomas Howe. I saw Side Out this morning. It's a great movie. I watched movie. five minutes until my daughter grabbed the clicker and love that movie. Uh, Larry Ziegler, James Ziegler. Dreyer, Steve Lane, Ron Barnett, Johnny B. of Athens, Georgia, and Mike Tarter, who writes us saying, Spearsy, the song is I Get Weak by Berlinda Carlisle. Interestingly enough, when you and Sean were talking about your first CDs, I was taken back to that Christmas morning in 1988 when I got my first CD player, which I guess he had to share with his bro, along with my first two CDs. One CD was the Violent Femmes, self-titled first album. Great choice, by the way. The other CD, Belinda Carlisle's first solo album, Belinda. I love her on the cover of that. I think she's kind of like a uh, posing like a Vargas girl, right? Yeah. Oh, those leggings. Oh, I love the leggings. Top boot. 
It was an interesting mix, but I think my sister got both for me. I love the connections. Of course, Heaven on Earth, from which I Get Weak Comes, served as our soundtrack for the fall 1987 as our local Top 40 station played the song Heaven is a Place on Earth all the time. We dubbed it our official jamming tune of 87. I don't know that I'd do that. I didn't fully understand what Heaven on Earth was until Belinda made her debut in Playboy. Mike Tarter. Let me, let me say a little something about Belinda Carlisle and Playboy. <clears throat> I was greatly disappointed by that. I had taken the night off from work. <laughs> I bought my Belinda Carlisle Play, Playboy. I came home, and it was so like airbrushed. So unbelievably airbrushed, but almost to the point of not just airbrushing, but then adding weird coloration on her face. She kind of had an Oompa Loompa thing going, didn't she? Yeah. What the hell with that? If you had to, okay, Belinda versus uh, Deborah Gibson on Playboy. <coughs> Who would you, which one was better? Uh, you know, I'd probably still, uh, God damn it, Spears, that's a good one. How can you do this to me? Uh, I'll take Carlisle. Who would you take? Uh, Deborah. Because you met her? Yeah, because she didn't give me the butts out hug. <laughs> no, she went butt in. She went butt in. Hey, I love it. Debbie Gibson is a beautiful woman, but, you know, a little too thin. A little you, too thin Because you like him how? I like him chunky but funky, Spearsy. <laughs> and Blinda Carl always was very shapely, you know? Yeah, but this thing, she looked vaguely Asian, I, you know, which usually isn't a problem <laughs> with me. But the whole thing was very unsettling. I, I'm still in love with her, but I don't know. Hey, by the way, there's an update on my uh, chain smoking hot Asian neighbor. Ooh, yeah. Pierce, she does have a boyfriend. And he Damn looks it. and he looks like Hideki Matsui from the Yankees. <laughs> awesome. He's a big mother, and I'm like, ah, okay. So ends the fascination with the chain smoking Asian. God, I gotta see her. But she gives me the evil eye now that every time I see her, like she knows I've been talking about her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a that was a sad moment when I saw her embrace Hideki Matsui on her porch. The other Maybe night. it was her brother. Not the way they were embracing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Do you sit on your per- porch and sip a little wild turkey and watch her? Her and uh, Matsui. No, I usually sit on my couch with my binox, sipping the wild turkey. And That's uh, so hot. I gotta come my over Vegas and see her. When am I coming over again? Anytime you want, my friend. Maybe this week. It's open door. Open door. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Any guesses, my friend? That is obviously turning Japanese. (laughs) Ah, that would be too easy. Too easy. If you know it, email me at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com because even my chain-smoking Asian neighbor would like to call you a wiener. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, it's the weekly segment where Sean Daly picks out some of his favorite reader emails and betroths them onto us. Is that even a word? It is now. All right, here we go. I got two great ones this week from our friends Becky Rebello and Zombie Man. Would you like to hear them, my friend? Yeah, hit me with Becky. Becky Rebello. Hi, Steve and Sean. One day, someone's going to say, hi, Sean and Steve. And then that day, all people will be free. Hi, Stephen Sean. I love the Phil Collins countdown on last week's podcast. I have a story that I thought I'd share. It's kind of embarrassing. I went to a Catholic grade school. And when I graduated from eighth grade in 1985, In the Air Tonight was our graduation song. I remember one of my classmates, classmates brought the record face value to school. And we all listened to the song and voted for it. 
We only paid attention to the line, I've been waiting for this moment for all my life, oh Lord. Because it mentioned the Lord, we thought it was perfect, I guess. That's funny. It wasn't until a few years later in high school, I was friends with a guy totally into Phil Collins. And we were listening to the song, and I actually listened to all of the words. I couldn't help but wonder what all of our parents and our priests thought during our graduation mass, when In the Air Tonight was playing, If you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. To this day, it still bothers me a little when I think about it. I love the song, but definitely not appropriate for that occasion. Thanks for bringing back so many memories every week from my favorite decade. Always stuck in the 80s, Becky Rebello. Very nice. Very nice. It's an unusual song to pick. It is. It is. I wonder what that song's about. (laughs) Could it be about his disastrous first marriage? Yeah. Always a safe bet. I want to party with Phil Collins. I bet he's fun. I bet Phil Collins, though, after a few drinks, he gets very introspective. (laughs) He's probably like you after a couple drinks. No, Oh, I'm the I'm the happiest guy in the whole wide world. Yeah, you are. I'm like walking Disneyland. You are. Hop aboard, ride me. <laughs> okay. Letter number two from Zombie Man. Hey there, Steve and Sean. First off, I am so completely on board with Sean's anti-muncho sentiment. Thank you, Zombie Man. Somebody. A voice of reason in the wilderness. God awful things, those munchos. If there are petitions to be signed or rallies that need to be organized to even prevent the mentioning of munchos and funyuns in the same sentence, I'm in. I'm having a hard time believing you thought you were actually going to stump anyone with this week's Name That 80s tune, I Get Weak by Belinda Carlisle. But then again, maybe not everyone had the enormous Belinda Carlisle crush that I did. And maybe not everyone has had some beautiful redhead lip sync that song to them while slow dancing at homecoming causing that song to become indelibly imprinted in their brains. Well, that last one didn't happen to me either. (laughs) If I recall correctly, I was actually playing the Wallflower at a typical Friday night post-game dance, watching a beautiful redhead sitting by herself, mouthing the lyrics to no one in particular, while her jackass boyfriend was busy impressing his buddies with tales of the band geek he had quote-unquote accidentally knocked into a trash can earlier that evening. But in typical 80s movies, movie fantasy sequence fashion, it plays back in my head the way I first described it. No shame in that, right, fellas? Besides, at least I got that bastard back for knocking me into the trash can that night by dating his sister the following year. Zombie man. Killer twist at the end. Well played, my friend. God well damn, played. that's a good letter. Zombie man. That's the way to do it. That was like an O. Henry twist. Now, the only way it could be more of an 80s Gift story is if Magi, you knocked her up. 80s version. He had knocked her up, and Rick and Gary would have had to pay for the abortion. That's the only thing that could have made it more of an 80s story. Wow, that was, a, that was an amazing letter. Good job, Zombie Very Man. Good Can job. we send him something for that? He yeah. deserves something. Email us, Zombie Man. Let us know what we have of our stash. Man, that's a good letter. Mm. We'll give you a Belinda. I have a Belinda Carlisle uh, solo CD, but it's her one where she sings in French. Oh, I have like eight copies of that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you want it. But anyway, awesome. It's awesome available. letter. Greatest letter ever. As always, you can always email us anytime. Stuck in the 80s at TampaBay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Sean Daly is just the tears running down his no, cheeks. I've, I've come to love it. I love it now. 
The uh, this is the weekly segment where we play a movie clip from the eighties, and if you know it, again, um, I will scrounge around and see what we can find. Maybe uh, some more snack foods. Slim Jim should be the new thing. Snap to it. I'm I'm not I'm not down on Slim Jims, but here's the thing about Slim Jims. Slim Jims are so obvious. Are they? Yeah, there's a huge Slim Jim ad campaign with that guy in your belly with the weird hair. Remember him? <laughs> Did I dream that? It's possible. <laughs> well, I was dreaming about my screenplay. You were dreaming about Slim Jims. Uh, I was weird. dreaming about some weird guy in my belly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, it'll still stay Funyuns. Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery movie clip. How does that feel? A little snug. Good. That, of course, the brilliant... I don't mean to say brilliant. That, of course, the barely tolerable, and yet I'm still fascinated with it, Ice Pirates. There are tendrils of brilliance Yeah, sneaking out of Robert Urich's performance. It's, it's, a, it's a movie that's acquired slowly over the course of time. I have it on DVD. Did you buy it? Uh, let's just say I don't think the rental, the rental uh, store is looking for it anytime soon. <laughs> Anybody win this week? Uh, only a couple winners. Uh, Oliver Bardenhire. The Bard again? Yeah. He Too knows, many wins. He knows, these, he knows his Robert Ork movies. <laughs> uh, John Hayes, the, the man known only by as Rowan. Oh, cool. And B. Bonsai. B. Bonsai, the great yeah. B. Bonsai. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Yabiko. Rana. That is obviously the great side out. A 90s movie, my oh, friend. Side out, really? See, Thomas Howe was still making movies in the 90s? <laughs> He's still making movies today. Hey, can we do a Soul Man show? I love Soul Man, but you know, I wrote about it on the blog. You know how many comments I got? How many? None. No way. None. I own it on DVD. I own it on vinyl. Favorite, I have the soundtrack on really? vinyl. My favorite quote it's the Cosby decade. <laughs> oh, I love Is it Ari Gross? Yeah, Is that how you pronounce Ari it. Gross. Gross. Ari, Ari Gross, he's great in that. Yeah, I love it. James Earl Jones, oh, it's a perfect God. movie. It's good. Ray Dong Chong, yeah, Ray Dong. You call it Ray Dong Chong? Whatever. It's I Ray Dong Chong. I was talking about my chain smoking <laughs> Asian neighbor. Anyway, if you know this week's clip, email us at stuckinies at tampabay.com and we'll let you know if you're a wiener. Hey, Steve and Sean. This is Jeff Chadwell from beautiful and sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say that uh, ever since I discovered your podcast, uh, at the early part of this year, I've really enjoyed listening to all the uh, episodes. And second of all, um, I'm just about through with all the episodes, and I was wondering uh, when you were going to get around to doing uh, uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I mean, he's a, he's a Florida boy, and... Uh, he really came into his own in, in the 80s, and so I really think that uh, if you haven't already done one, then uh, that's one that you really need to do. So anyway, that's just my opinion. And um, like I said, I really enjoy listening to your show, and I am stuck in the 80s, and I think I always will be. Uh, have a great day. Ah, excellent fan greetings. I love those. We don't get those enough anymore. We need more of them. Yeah. All you have to do is go to our blog at blogs.tempe.com slash 80s. There's a toll-free number there. Just call. Leave us a message. It's very painless, and uh, that's all it takes. Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. And so now it's time for uh, a pop quiz. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. You wouldn't tell me what the last segment's about. Nah. It's a quiz. Yeah. Sorry about this. I'm going to smoke this thing. We'll st- <laughs> 
That should have been the theme of last night's show. Could you smell the pot? Oh my lord! Holy crap! As soon as as soon as he launches into Mary Jane, Last Dance with Mary Jane, it's like is we that like a- some sort of thing? Like is that like a a signal call or something like that? It, suddenly we're in like a Cheech and Chong movie. Oh man, I was yeah, I, I was definitely got a contact. Oh man, uh, that was ridiculous. But uh, anyway. Here's the Tom Petty trivia extravaganza. Only four How many questions. questions? Only four, four questions? Four. Keep it simple. Ready? I know what you're going to ask me. I know one of them. Go ahead. On what Tom Petty studio album does Stop Dragging My Heart Around appear on? Uh, I'm going to say... Is that it's only on Stevie Nicks album? Correct. Belladonna. It's only on Belladonna. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, you could have probably argued that it was on a Be- Greatest Hits or it was on a live one, but that's why. That's why it's a good one. It. Good yeah. job. They wrote a lot of stuff together. They, they worked a lot in the early '80s and in the late '70s. They, I mean, he she did backing vocals for some other some other tracks. Uh, I think didn't they do Pins and Needles? Needles and Pins needles off and pins. the Pack Up the Plantation live album, which isn't great, but that's a very very good song. Yeah. And they, I think they. Oiled leaky cabinets. Question number two. Yes, I'm one for one. Tom Petty has enjoyed a small career in acting as well, with bit parts in TV shows like The Gary Shandling Show and The Larry Sanders Show, usually playing himself. But in what 1987 movie did Petty make a uh, bit appearance? 1987 movie. Can you give me a clue? Has Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis in it. Timothy Hutton, Kelly McGillis. I do not know. Made in Heaven. I still don't know. Really? You should. You should Rick Ocasek's in it as well. It's a made good movie. in Heaven. It's a, is it wacky? Like made M A I D? Like Kelly no, McGillis is like no, God's maid. No, it's uh, Tim- <laughs> Timothy Hutton dies. Write that down. Kelly McGillis is God's maid. <laughs> that was the dream Hel- I had last night. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> No, Ask Spears go, about soundtrack. Go back and listen to the um, the Valentine's Day show that I did with Stephanie Hayes when you weren't here, where we had the can- the Candlelight Podcast, as I like to call it. And uh, you'll hear all about Made in Heaven. It's a great movie. All right, cool. I'm, so I'm one for two. Ready? Here's a bonus question. You can recoup. You can redeem yourself on this one. Are you ready? Yeah. He also had a bit part in a Kevin Costner movie. Can- oh, The Postman. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> Nice. He plays the Bridge City Mayor. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So now you're two for two. Nah, get... I'm two for three. Okay. That's all. Right. I appreciate. Ready one. These next ones you'll get. I think. We'll see. Question number three. What Tom Petty song plays in the movie Silence of the Lambs right before Catherine American Martin Girl. is abducted? American Girl. Yeah. Too easy. No. I love that. Do you find it weird that he? Pl- that was a song he finished the show with last night. That was his final encore. Yeah. I was and I asked you this on the on the drive home back to your back to the hood as you like to call it. Do you, do you think an artist kind of resents the fact or may, might resent the fact that your the biggest hit, the one he's probably known for more than all others, actually came at the very beginning of his career? Yeah, if you're Corey Hart, yeah. <laughs> but Tom Petty has had fifty billion. You know what? And I'll be dead honest with you. I, when I was up in the press box, I, I was not even thinking American Girl. I was not thinking in my head, oh, he hasn't played American Girl yet. I was wondering, oh, I wonder what he's going to do next. Like, did you know Here It Comes? Yeah, yeah. I, I had a set list ahead of time, Sunday. Oh, well, you cheated a little bit. But I wasn't thinking, oh, here. I mean, it's a great song, but I don't, you know, I know you think that's so absolutely iconic for him, like the song you connect to him, but I don't know if I do. I think Refugee. 
No, I, I think American Girl. Don't do it. me like that. Mm. Interesting, though. No, it's good. You know why? Probably more me. so than any other movie I associate because of that. Because it's such an important part of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know, it's. I, I just think um, it's kind of ingrained in my mind as the Tom Petty song. Yeah. Anyway. The last question. Three for four. Yeah, last question. Yeah. In the song The Waiting, which you didn't play last night, finish the verse. Oh, God. The waiting is the hardest part. The waiting is the hardest part. part. Every day brings one more yard. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Every day you see one more card. Every day you see one more card? Oh, I've been botching that thing for years. Uh, me too, my friend. Did you know it? Could no. you have completed that? No. no. It brings one more card. You take it on faith. You take it to the heart. Uh, that's what I was hoping you'd get me to, that part. The waiting is the hardest part. Hmm. Good one. There you go. Three for five. Very interesting. That's it, my friend. Oh, I love it. Let's go get some sleep. God, we need it so bad. But in the meantime, we're going to take you out with one of our favorite songs from the night. Yeah, we're talking about free-falling. In the meantime, myself, Sean Daly, Tom Petty, we remain hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.